Now, uh, yesterday in... A very sad situation. We know that the Northern Territory Police Force said goodbye to one of their own at a memorial service. Michael Dutram uh, was described as a staunch advocate for the front line, always one to lend a hand, humble, courageous, compassionate, hardworking and generous. And he applied those characteristics to his life and his career as a police officer in the Northern Territory. We know that Mr Dutram was one of three suicides among current and former Northern Territory Police Officers in three months. Now, joining me on the line is the Police Association President, Paul McHugh. Good morning to you, Paul. Good morning, Kenny. Um, Paul, I've no doubt yesterday was an incredibly tough day for Mr Dutram's family and friends and the whole police force. It was a very tough day and, and you know, another sad reminder of um, the really difficult job police do and the impacts it can have, you know, on 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 uh, you know really really strong people and and over time it can really have an impact and we saw sadly uh, yesterday uh, barely a, a dry eye in the house hundreds of police there to pay respect to one of our most dedicated and hard-working officers and sadly uh, all too soon after after a previous um, you know death of a, mm. of a serving officer in similar circumstances who was also a long-serving and respected a member of our policing community and uh, you know, it, it's really highlighted, uh, of course, again, the, the, the dangers, as I've said, the dangers, not just physically, but mentally, that our that our members go out there and do f- on behalf of the community every day. It is, um, you know, it's an issue that you and I spoke about last week. It's an issue that we also spoke with the Acting uh, Commissioner, Michael Murphy, about last week. And I understand that the Police Commissioner, Jamie Chalker, has now confirmed, um, has now confirmed that uh, that that independent, uh, that independent reporting or the independent um, uh, uh, meeting had happened. Did you end up meeting with the police last week or or what exactly has happened? And, and are there going to be some recommendations implemented? Yeah, look, this is obviously something that we have been asking for for many, many years. Every conference we provide opening addresses to our delegates, the Commissioner uh, at the time, the Minister is always there and they hear our concerns around this very issue and we've been flagging this for a long time and sadly it shouldn't take tragedies like this to really bring it to the forefront. Um, There needs to be far more proactive work done um, to, to, to just minimise the risks associated with this, um, this hideous disease. And, and of course, we did, we did meet with the police recently following our request for a review, uh, which the government committed to at the last election. And, and we've obviously received um, a, a briefing, a very brief uh, report on, on where that's at. But of course, you know, really, we weren't too surprised. And obviously, there, there's still some, some, some uh, work to be done there. But you know, there's not a lot of surprises there when we talk about all the research that's been done over many years, uh, over the last four or five years on this particular topic. So there's no real surprises there. And we need to be investing at the front end um, to save lives at the back end. And it's as simple as that. And so do we have any idea at this point in time exactly uh, what we are going to see implemented? No, look, obviously it's in its very early days. A very early summary has been uh, provided and still uh, speaking with some stakeholders but um, you know I won't say underwhelming but certainly um, it needs to be used in a positive way Um, I I know at the service yesterday um, you know there was some as I said the barely a dry eye uh, and one of uh, of course Michael's brothers is a long-serving and respected Mm. officer in our police force Tony Uh, and he had some very pertinent words Katie uh, at the time and and obviously, PTSD is something that needs to be understood and addressed. And he won't mind me saying that, you know, in his speech yesterday, uh, he really highlighted the need 
for more prevention and awareness in this space. And as an agency, we need to ensure the support services are proportionate to the volume and trauma our men and women are facing in the front line. We need to ensure that we have collectively faced, and that when we have collectively faced enough, because it does break people, Katie. Yeah. Uh, sadly, it does. And when that happens, those people need to be treated properly. They need to be cared for, respected, and be able to leave with dignity. And, and that's been a problem for many years. So uh, I'm meeting with the Commissioner today. I want this to be an absolute priority for him and the government. They need to step up to the plate. There needs to be funding provided to make sure we never, ever have to go to one of these again. Um, I'm sadly going to a funeral next week of a recently retired officer who sadly lost his battle as well. Mm. And, and it's tough. It's tough on many of our officers out there, and we cannot, we cannot uh, you know, be in vain for what's taken place over the last few weeks. It is incredibly sad stuff. My heart goes out, um, you know, to the families that have been impacted, but to the whole police force. I think when something like this happens, it is felt so broadly uh, within the police force and more broadly within the community as well. And I think you're spot on. You know, we need to see some change in this space. Um, I know that the Northern Territory budget was obviously handed down just a couple of days ago. Was there anything in the budget, um, you know speaking specifically about these issues with it, with mental health within the force? Nothing that stood out. Obviously, um, you know, it's very early days. We're, we're sort of going through that budget and obviously trying to make some head or tail of, of, of the outcome. Obviously, the Minister's announced a small increase in that budget, but disappointingly, employee expenses are down over $2 million. But there's nothing specifically jumping out in relation to health and wellbeing now. Uh, we've got uh, chaplaincy services, um, we've got, um, you know, peer support officers, we've got support and wellbeing branches. Um, that All of those services are good, but there's never been enough of them. Uh, we don't have a current chaplain in Alice Springs. Uh, our, our wellbeing and health officers about to move on from down there and we've got no replacement yet. Um, this, this, this budget is a budget for policing and operations of policing. This goes beyond that, Katie. This goes far beyond... A budget and dollar figure. This is about saving lives and the government need to find money. If they haven't allocated it in this budget, they need to damn well find it and put that forward for the commissioner to make sure there's extra resources in place to make sure that support network's in there for our officers. Paul, do you feel as though, um, has the police minister really indicated that this is high on her agenda at the moment? Well, we've asked for this review. She committed to, uh, the last uh, in the lead up to the last election to undertaking that review, um, but we can't wait 12 or 18 months or 24 months um, to find money uh, to increase these resources. Um, there are other jurisdictions doing some terrific work in this space. Uh, Victoria, Australian Federal Police. Uh, sadly, uh, you know, we've had, uh, I think, seven police officers this year in the, in the country take their lives, uh, two of those here in the Northern Territory. And and, uh, you know, the, the Minister can't sit on her hands on this. We can't sit and look at these review recommendations and say, that's great, in 24 months this is what it's going to look like. Uh, the action needs to start now and our members need to see that commitment from the government. Paul, I just want to head across to another uh, another issue which has arisen this morning. Uh, the opposition leader, Leah Finocchiaro, was just on the show. Uh, she's calling for the government uh, to support a bipartisan approach to combat the Territory's escalating crime crisis and address mm-hmm. catastrophic concerns within the Northern Territory Police. So essentially what she wants to do is sit down with Labor members and the independents
to form a select parliamentary committee to specifically look at uh, well, crime and the reasons for crime and youth crime in the Territory, along with recidivism, um, but then also uh, looking at, um, you know, looking at our police attrition rates and other issues that we've got right now. Paul, is this something that uh, that the Police Association would like to see happen? Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I don't see any negatives to sitting down collectively and, and reviewing uh, what's going on. I mean, no one should be frightened of, of such a, a parliamentary uh, committee forming and having a look at those particular issues. Now, you know, obviously we've, we've highlighted the attrition rate for some time. I think it's on target to exceed 11%. Uh, you're talking 180 officers or more leaving in a 12-month period. I mean, it, that must be costing the government millions and millions of dollars to ma- try and maintain recruiting to replace those officers. So how about we look at why they're leaving uh, what we can do to keep them, because it's a very competitive market. Uh, police are tired after a couple of really tough years, and and um, sadly a lot are leaving, and we need to understand the real reasons why, and we need to try to do everything we can to stop that um, stop that bleed into other jurisdictions and other roles. So, Paul, did you just say that the attrition rate, is it, did you say 11%? It's on target this year to reach over 11%, Katie, um, which is extraordinary when you talk about a police force of... Uh, 1,650 or thereabouts. Um, so you're talking uh, well over 10% of that police force uh, are leaving uh, to do other careers and other uh, other police force roles uh, in a one-year period. Um, that's just extraordinary and we need to understand why. How does that compare to other years? Uh, on, on our year, it's, it's, it's at least double what we were previously to around 2017, 18 and 19. Wow. Uh, then the figure was down around four to five percent, um, and and maybe up to six percent, but never never those sort of figures, um, and and that's you know that that's indicative of various factors, but mm. we need to understand exactly what they are, um, and and why people are leaving, and and you know as I said, it's costing millions uh, to to try and maintain recruitment yep. to cover those losses. Why don't we invest in the re- in the reasons why they're leaving and stop it? Um, before I let you go this morning, um, do you know if there's been any update on the situation uh, with Mark Casey being um, suspended? And I know that his pay has been reinstated, but do you know if there's been any update in that space? No, no nothing at this stage. Obviously, um, Mark's still receiving assistance through the Northern Territory Police Association uh, to help him through what's a difficult time. And, and uh, you know, obviously we've been in touch with police management about that since, since that story broke and we'll continue to assist him in that process. Well, Police Association President Paul McHugh, we always appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having a chat with us this morning. And I know it's a difficult time uh, for all of our Northern Territory Police um, with that memorial service held yesterday. And as I always say we really appreciate the work that our territory police do and um and we're thinking of all of them at the moment good on you katie appreciate those comments